This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, let's do a little for real or Fugazi. And I've, I've only got one Texans one, and then I've got an Astros, and i got some NFL and some other ones mixed in here. So let's, let's rapid fire some of these. John and I do this. I will read a statement to John. I will make a statement to John. If he agrees with it, then he will say that is for real. If he thinks that uh, I'm off base or it's false or he just disagrees with it, it is Fugazi, of course, which is, uh, I like to say, it's Italian for counterfeit or fake. So let's start, John. Um, now that he has been, now that now that the trade deadline has come and gone and he's still with the Texans, one of Nick Casario's priorities in the offseason will be to move Brandon Cooks before the draft. For real or Fugazi? I think that's for real. I think Cooks wants to be traded. They've already got 12 picks, including two number ones. By the way, the Browns sure didn't cooperate on Monday. They did not. By, by beating up on the Bengals when they'd been doing such a good job of helping the Texans get <laughs> a second high draft choice. But I think you don't want players who genuinely don't want to be here, but cooks is a team guy. He's not going to create any more controversy. It's just not in his DNA, but I think he'll be moved. On the other hand, they know they're going to take a quarterback up there getting rain and say cooks plays well over the rest of the season. Do you get rid of him? Um, when you have a new quarterback coming in, needing all the weapons and have him and Nico Collins and a receiver who came in one of the first three rounds or do you trade him? But if he really wants out, I think it's for real. Uh, he'll try They'll try to accommodate him. Right now, you mentioned Cleveland. Right now, that Cleveland first-round pick, even with that win, still ninth overall. So it's still a top-10 pick at three and five. And the Browns have three more games between now and Watson coming back, and none of them are easy, at least on paper. Well, one of them's Tampa, which we don't know what Tampa is at this point, but I think there's a Buffalo game in there, and there's one other that I can't think of off the top of my head, but uh, maybe a Baltimore game. I'm not I'm not totally certain. Um, all right, so, uh, and by the way, uh, the uh, Andrew Barry, the GM of the Browns, announced today that Deshaun Watson will start in week 13 against the Houston Texans. Shocking. It yep. just shocks the heck out of me. <laughs> I thought they'd go with Rosette again. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. For real or Fugazi, John Denver was a seller at the trade deadline this year. They traded Bradley Chubb. Denver as a seller means that the Russell Wilson trade is the worst trade of the last four years. Two ones, two twos, and three players, and they gave him that contract. They can't get out from under for two years. Uh, that all depends on what they do with the players. But uh, they were desperate, desperate for draft choices because of that trade. But right now, as we record this, based on how they've looked and he's looked and the very real 
possibility that Nathaniel Hackett's going to be a one-and-done coach. Maybe George Payton's going to be out as a GM. I would say yes. That is that is uh, for real. Uh, uh, for real. And that means Seattle made the best trade, even better than the uh, Texans, who've got three number ones and more. And Seattle's five and three. Like it would have been a good trade, even if Seattle was competing for the top pick in the draft. You know what I mean? Just that they they got out from under Russell Wilson. They got all these draft picks. Seattle might win that division, John. Pete Carroll, coach of the year. Geno Smith, comeback player of the year. John Schneider, executive of the year. They had a great draft. Two rookie starters and offensive line. You got a great uh, rookie running back and Walker. It just every button that John Schneider and Pete Carroll have pushed have worked out. Now they could fade, of course. Uh, everybody was saying Brian Dable with the Giants, Robert Sala, the Jets are fading, but Pete Carroll looks a hell of a lot smarter than I was giving him credit for because I right. thought they're going to be terrible. Yep. Uh, all right. Next one, John, for real or Fugazi, Astros. If the Astros lose this World Series to the Phillies, this will be the biggest choke job of all of their postseason appearances. Absolutely, for real. You know, they were favored a third time over a National League East team. Phillies wouldn't have even made the playoffs. It wasn't for the new format. Phillies, I think, were 13 games over 500, and it, it would be an embarrassment. They had the advantage. I remember watching MLB Network, all their best guys agreed that the only place the Phillies had an advantage over the Astros going into the series was a catcher, uh, first base, and DH. Mm -hmm. That was it. had everything else, including starting pitching, and Verlander was awful, McCullers was awful, and then in the bullpen, which is still good. You know, in game three, he brings in Stanek. I would have brought in or Keedy, but he brought in Stanick. He got out of it. Stanick's had three appearances in the playoffs. They've all been good. Yeah. And your Keedy had a slow start, but he got out with three innings and no runs. I don't get the Stanick thing. I don't know what I happened. Don't either. If, I don't I don't know what happened with Stanick and Dusty. I, Dust, Dusty is managing this World Series, John. Like, he's the one with the short bullpen. Like, he's leaving guys in. He's he's leaving Mon and he left Montero in for an inning and two thirds. Like you got like seven guys down there that can give you an inning. What are you doing? Yeah, Dusty. I'm I'm learning a lot about Dusty these first three games of the World Series. A lot that I didn't want to know. All right, next one, John. If you're at um, if you're at uh, the Battle Red game on Thursday night, the right way to attend is to sit in your seat for the game and watch the Astros on your phone. For real or fugazi? For real, that's the way it should be. Um, at the second game at Minute Maid Park, uh, we Carol and I went with two friends, compliments of Mattress Mac, and we were sitting at a table, and one of my friends, Lester Zed, Baylor grad like me, brought his um, tablet, and we watched the Baylor Texas Tech game. We couldn't hear, of course, mm -hmm. but we were able to watch it, and I'm sure that's the way a lot of fans are going to be. Now, it's interesting because – you know, how do you clap when you got a tablet or your phone in your hand? Do you put it between your legs? Do you put it in a pocket? And if you, it's going to give fans here something they've never had to deal with. And, uh, or as you mentioned earlier, the concourses with the World Series on being like the world's biggest bar. Yeah. And the concourses be packed and there wouldn't be anybody in the stands. And there's a possibility of that. And uh, I tell you what, 
go into the game and and thinking it's going to be as lopsided as I believe it is, if the Astros uh, are playing, if the Astros are playing to go up, I might stay home, stream it on my laptop and watch it on TV since I write about both. But I don't want to miss an Astros game at this point of the season. I thought you would say, John, that the right way to do it is just stand out in the concourse. If you're going to, if you have to be in the stadium, stand in the concourse or try to sneak into the Odyssey suite and watch it in there, which is what both of my sons are going to be doing. Well, that'd be a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And my son James flew in specifically to go to the Eagles and the Texans game. Like he made these plans like a month ago. And now that the game's been late, now that the game, everything got moved and there's a game the same night. He's like, all right. He's like, they got a big TV in the suite there, Pops, right? And I said, yeah, you're you're good. You're good, James. It's all Tell good. Tell him they got, a, they got a section for him if he needs it. <laughs> a whole section for each of them. Yeah. Uh, all right, John. A couple more for real or Fugazis. Um, Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen recently announced their divorce. The odds are out on who Tom Brady's next relationship is going to be with. The favorite is Taylor Swift. For real, 12 to 1. For real or Fugazi, Tom Brady and Taylor Swift make a cute couple. Fugazi, he's old enough to be her daddy, and I've never heard their names linked in any way. It's not like he's going to her concerts with all the women in the world that Tom Brady could get. I'm going to say it's Fugazi that it's going to be Taylor Swift. All right, so Giselle, there's odds on her too, John. The favorite to be Giselle's first relationship post-divorce at 12 to one also is Pete Davidson for real, for real, for real or Fugazi Giselle and Pete Davidson make a cute couple. Well, first of all, it should be a Fugazi. I don't understand the attraction to him. Now he's got a commercial on TV, but women love the guy. So you'd think that Giselle would want a little classier guy than Pete Davidson (laughs) So I'm going to go Fugazi. Fugazi, yeah, total Fugazi, John. Total. F- the best part about these, I got to send these to you, John, these odds. Um, Rod Gronkowski is on, is on the board <laughs> at, at plus 6,900. <laughs> you know, it's not, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be an athlete because she wanted him to retire. Yeah. And he wouldn't retire. It's got to go much deeper. You don't get a divorce because she knows there's a good chance he's done after the season. So the problems must have run a lot deeper in that marriage than just the fact he came back from retirement. John, man, who knew? All these years with Brady and nothing could seem to beat him. And yet it looks like the one thing that was able to beat him is the thing that is undefeated since the dawn of time. Yeah, I'll let you say on here what I'm not going to say what it is. I'll let the audience read into it, but it is undefeated and untied. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Um, last one, John. For real or Fugazi, the Baylor Bears, you're fighting Baylor Bears, upset Oklahoma this week. Oklahoma's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Norman this weekend. The Baylor Bears upset OU this weekend. Fugazi. 
even though Baylor's coming off the dominant performance in Lubbock over Texas Tech, Oklahoma is much better. If the quarterback had stayed healthy the whole time, Gabriel, their record would be even better. And uh, I think Oklahoma will defeat the Bears. If the if Baylor upsets Oklahoma with road games still coming up against Texas and Kansas State, I'll start to get fired up like I was last year. What about what do you think of TCU being seventh in the college football playoff rankings? Should have been higher. They're unbeaten. They got the most explosive offense in college football, more 50-plus touchdowns than any team. Uh, boy, Dykes is doing a tremendous job. And uh, they still play Texas. They still play Baylor. and uh, But it's a great season for the Frogs. What do you think about using one of those picks on Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver out of TCU? Well, he if uh, he's really good. There's a, it's a great it's a great class of receivers, mm-hmm. and if he's high high enough rated for when the pick comes, take him. He's six four, almost as tall as Nico Collins. He can get down the field. But what does it matter? If you don't have a coach designing the right plays or running the right offense or a quarterback to make the plays, wouldn't it be something if Nick Serio decided, you know what, we'll ride with Davis Mills another Ugh. season and we'll use all those picks on position players. It's on the board, and Even John. though that would be great. Maybe he thinks it's uh, Pep Hamilton. Maybe Lovey Smith fires Pep or demotes him to quarterback coach. But they can't have a repeat next year of what they've got this year on offense. No, they cannot. All right, John, that was for real or Fugazi. I always enjoy doing those with you. I like mixing a few funny ones in there at the end. Um, all right, uh, uh, do you have a prediction for the game on Thursday, John? By the way, I think it's hilarious that ESPN, which doesn't have the World Series and didn't have the playoffs, if you, if you watch ESPN, which I do most of the day, you would think nothing happens outside the NBA and Steve Nash's firing is the biggest story in sports. Yeah. Nothing else exists. And it's just hilarious the way that works. I know more about Steve Nash's firing and the Nets than, than I've ever even dreamed of knowing and don't care. Well, the only reason I was going to say, the only reason we would care about that in Houston would be if the Texans had hired Josh McCown to be their head coach. You know what I mean? Like McCown, I remember reading a story that said McCown said he had talked to Steve Nash about being a, you know, going from being a player directly to being the head coach of a team. So that would be, that would have made it relevant here, but thankfully that's not the case. If I'm making a prediction on this game, I Titans, you know, you look at the Titans and the Texans, you don't pay any attention to what happened. You think, wow, yeah, that's a close loss. There were people saying that like national people saying that. Yes. So I'm going to say with Jalen Hurts coming in here and counting for three to five touchdowns, I'm going to say it's going to be like 40 to 13. Okay. 40 to 13. John, I forget. I, I, I have the Eagles covering, I believe. I think I have something along the lines of 35 to 35 to 17, something like that. So either way, not a lot of confidence on the Utopia football podcast for our local football team, but I'll live to fight another day someday. All right, John, that was fun. What do you got going on? I've got a column uh, posted on uh, uh, gallerysports.com about the game and looking ahead to Christian Javier and how much better he's got to pitch than McCullers and Verlander. And then uh, time people see this, they will know. that. that <laughs> yeah, happened. they can go back and see if you were right. <laughs> and then uh, looking ahead to what could happen the rest of the series 
And I have a lot of negative stuff on the Texans on SportsRadio610.com. I'm writing Astros columns every day, Sean, until they're done. Then I'm going to do a couple afterward. And then I think I'm going to start doing some college football and Rockets because, you know, I'm just so tired of being negative about the Texans, but Mm -hmm. I haven't seen much. You know, when they were coming close, you know, it's okay to be positive, but that, lifeless performance against Titans just taking it out of me. I'm going to start looking at quarterbacks and players and need positions that they have and who are the highest rated players right now. And that's not just quarterbacks, that's other positions. So can focus on something. And then pretty soon in about two weeks, I'm going to start writing about the Texans former quarterback, Sean Watson, because every time I wrote about him at the Chronicle, it was off the boards on people clicking on it. So I'm gonna, you'll be seeing me write more Deshaun Watson columns and you'll be talking about it more than we've, not than we ever have, of course. It'll be like a wave. We'll be doing it up to the game, right after the game, and then he'll be gone. So it'll be here soon enough, man. It'll be here, I think, what's today? November 2nd? We're like, uh, you know, this coming Friday will be a month away, exactly a month away from the return of Deshaun Watson to NRG Stadium. That should be... It should be a fascinating week leading up to that, no doubt about that, especially considering it'll be Deshaun Watson's first NFL game in nearly two calendar years um, that he'll be playing on that Sunday. So it should be fascinating. 